Welcome to the Gavelcast Series 5, Episode 19. This podcast is brought to you by the AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Science Islam Malaysia. This episode is titled, Is CLP a Good Choice? We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Welcome to AUSA Legal Podcast, or also known as the Gavelcast for 2021. Today we have... Uh, Wanuru Kuratul Aini, who is a lawyer, a CLP graduate, or a USIM graduate as well. Uh, please welcome uh, Ms. Kunuru Kuratul Aini. How are uh, you? Thank you. Yeah, good. I'm good. Yeah, thank you for joining us for Asa Legal Podcast. All right. Uh, first and foremost, I'm very, very sorry to disturb you on weekday, which I'm pretty busy. <laughs> no worries. It's okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Right, so we jump straight to the topic today. Our topic today concerning CLP, which mm-hmm. is the Certificate for Legal Practitioner. Okay. Uh, in Malaysia, uh, there are a few universities which are private universities, such as um, uh, BAC, uh, but there are also public universities such as our university, USIM, who have to sit for CLP, to be a legal practitioner in civil uh, in civil courts. So yep. I think before anything else, it's very proper for us to start by uh, knowing who you are, mm-hmm. first and foremost, because uh, not everyone knows, knows this, right? So, Puan, uh, uh, please introduce yourself first. All right. Hi. Um, I think this is still morning. So um, good morning to everyone especially to Yusim's law students. Um, yeah, my name is Nurul Kuratul Aini Binti Maroslan. I uh, graduated from Yusim Law School back in 2015. And uh, yeah, being a paralegal, was a paralegal for three years since I graduated 2015 until 2018 when I sat for my CLP examination and passed for the first attempt in 2018. And uh, yeah, immediately, without any hesitation, I proceed with my trembling. I filed my petition because I've waited so long for three years to file this petition. So I filed my petition on um, somewhere around, I think, November 2018, once I have passed the CLP. Um, yeah, until 2019, I finished my trembling. And um, I got my long call, was called to the bar on December, 6 December 2019. Um, my previous firm was Muhammad Ali and Co. And uh, now, starting from January 2021, I have, um, I have uh, my own firm together with my partner. Uh, Puan Nur Asikin from USIM uh, law grad as well. We took CRP in 2018. Yep, that's for the introduction, I guess. So, thank you. That's quite a journey. I mean, it's very interesting, you know, because uh, in my head, uh, I'm a third year law student for, for information. Um, I think I, I like nearly give up for CLP, you know, because people are, are saying that CLP is this very hard. This is, you know, easy to pass. The passing rate is very low as well. 
and stuff. People are saying things about CLP. But uh, can you explain to us briefly what is exactly CLP and and why do you use it for CLP? I Because I'm pretty sure that you also hear those things back then. Yep, understood. Um, all right. Um, sorry. Sorry, my. Okay. Um, so, I do understand that kind of taboo back then, because uh, the thing that make us furious is that um, most of them saying that this is the hardest um, examination that the law student must sit. Those who are not recognized. Uh, or, or those uh, who studied law um, overseas, they need to take this uh, examination for them to uh, be called as, or to, to, to be called to the bar, to be admitted as advocate and solicitor in Malaysia. So, um, it is a lie for me if I said that uh, I was not being influenced by that, by that kind of uh, saying, but it's actually... Um, I put it this way, okay, CLP is an examination, it is a very high standard examination. It requires you to answer, um, I can say, 200% different from what your final examination in law school requires you to do. So, it's basically asking you to be a lawyer, in which you are not yet a lawyer, you are just a law student, very um like like a law student from like a student for me like um i'm not a dindi student uh i'm not even know how to answer my university final exam properly but i have to do this uh, clp examination which requires me to think like a lawyer and to answer it uh, on the practical side of it so um i can say that this examination is actually um it is hard if you did not know how to tackle the question and how to answer the question uh, very well, I can say. But if you know how to tackle the question, how to understand the question, how to scan the question, uh, and then once you scan it, and then you straight away get the issue, um, by all means, you can write like a river. It flows, your idea, everything in your mind, it flows like a river. I can see that. So the key is that uh, before taking this examination, what I can say is you must understand how the question is structured and how to tackle the issue and how to read the problem. Is that answering your question? Sure, but uh, you know, you mentioned about the key yep. um, to CLP. Um, asking, uh, I'm asking you, uh, what is what is your way of passing this CLP? What is your tips? What can you say to those who are hearing us right now? What they what you can do to pass the CLP? Because in their head, CLP is hard. CSP is you know one of the hardest. Blah blah. blah. So, what, what is your tips okay. for, for passing CLP? For passing CLP, um, yeah, uh, I think this is well known that I'm not taking any private course, either in ATC or BAC. So, I do my self-study for CLP. And I, I must say, because I cannot lie, because if I lie, then if you follow my way, then you will say that I'm a liar. 
if you want to do self study um it's uh freaking hard because number one you need to know how to manage your time and you don't have you can see guru lah okay you don't have any sifu mm-hmm. you don't have any instructor to to instruct you and how to read question and what not um so what i did was um i put myself as a paralegal in this firm Muhammad Ali and Go for 3 years i'm supposed to take examination in 2017 but yeah i was pregnant during that day so the apqb know about the fact that i am on my due for my last paper on 11 mm. um 11 august is my due date so they find that fact and call me a day before my first paper saying that i'm not allowed i i was prohibited to be in the examination hall and then um yeah it happened that way so they delay my examination so i need to take my examination in 2018 So uh from there what I learned was that um might be that I'm not prepared enough to take my examination while I'm on due date in 2017. So uh among the tips that I can share is that um first you need to read last year questions thoroughly. I did not skip any examination paper. what was made available on the apqb website all were done by me i did not uh, write the answer in point um terms uh, in, in point form i forced myself to write or to answer all the past year questions in essay form as what as required by the apqb Uh, because if you jot down any points relevant to the question i must say that you sometimes will skip or will overlook some important answer so for example if the question is directly asking you the procedure about, about uh, yeah for criminal procedure for example um summons proceedings or how, how uh, um i mean um summary trial proceeding so if you put it in a key point you you might just jot down all the relevant um provisions or statutes but you might have missed out to tackle or to or deal with the application uh, part so i avoid myself i force myself even though it is tiring i force myself to answer all questions whether main examination passive question or supplementary examination question i would uh, answer in essay uh, form so from there you can just uh, look back how you answer the question and whether your answer is straightforward or you tackle everything uh, required for the i mean i mean um what the question require you to write whether you have tackled everything what i meant here is uh for example i give example for um civil procedure about appeal okay the mm-hmm. question is very direct what is the jurisdiction of court of appeal and then you answer the jurisdiction part but uh little that you know this jurisdiction uh might cover something uh which is not um relating to 
which is relating to the monetary jurisdiction i mean uh, how much is the the uh, amount that you can make an appeal something like that so uh, when you put it in a point form sometimes you might overlook this important issue so that's my tips if you want to answer the questions study the past year questions you need to force yourself to write in essay form next is to read law cases um, what I did back then, I must ensure myself that I read 10 cases per day, even though I'm working paralegal. I'm working as paralegal. Paralegal uh, is just similar as a lawyer works. Um, the difference is you can't go to the court. You can't appear. That's it. The job, the workload, uh, everything is just like lawyer. So it's very hectic back then. I'll tell you some more why it is a very hectic for me. Um, so being a paralegal, uh, I need to different. Uh, I need to manage my time very well with my works and how I need to study. So I must ensure myself to read ten cases per day. So what I did was I will download all the cases that I need to read in my phone. So or um, I will print it out earlier. Uh, and then mm. I bring it uh, to the office. All the way to the office, I'll read it. So all the way to the office, actually, I'm traveling from my house in Seremban to KL, my firm where I worked as paralegal back then. So on the way to the office, back and forth, or on the way to my home, back and forth, I'll read um, as much as I can, law cases. Why you need to read law cases line by line? It's not only to jump into the orbiter or the um, decision or just only, only read the, the front page uh, of it. It's because it, you need to read the, the line by line because um, sometimes the judge did give you something that uh, you will not find it in textbook like the application of the law and how the judges interpret the um, law, the statutes. Uh, that is where you will learn how to apply the law cases into your question or your answer uh, by reading law cases. And then next, I would read the um, anonymated uh, statutes. Statute with a nonated uh, with uh, for those law schools, they do provide Lexis Nexis uh, database. So from there, you can see that there's a nonated and unanonated uh, statutes. Mm -hmm. So you read the nonated statutes where they will provide you with the commentaries on what is the intention of the parliament when they enact such a law. So from there, you will understand how the law works, how the law is applicable, is different. Uh, from what you understand from um, what your lecture inform you or uh, read to you during the lecture time. Okay, So it's different from what we uh, have during the undergraduate. So um, when I read that uh, anonymous statutes, I understand how to apply such law. So when you answer the question, that is how you apply the law and how you explain to the examiner on uh, the rights or what is what should be done, what should not be done, or what should be um, 
what what is our advice to the client if the question need an advice so that is how you understand how the law works all right so that is three tips for me and uh, other than that is uh, just i said before answering all question main examinations uh, past year question as well as supplementary past year questions Wow, uh, to be honest, that was inspiring. I, I was preparing my pen to, to write tips, <laughs> but I, I couldn't write anything because it was very inspiring. You, you were pregnant? Yeah, I was you, pregnant back then. You, you have to travel really mm. far. That's, that's very hard. That's very hard. What? But you made it, uh, I mean, like, that's very inspiring. And, and to, to our, uh, those who hear this right now, they must have, uh, you know, boosted their spirit to seek for CLP, especially our, our law undergraduates from museum. Uh, I think uh, this is my last question, I think. Uh, but I think this is very significant as well. Uh, I think two years back, I went to a forum in UIA. Okay. It talks about the common bar course, which are supposed to complement the CLP, the lacking in CLP. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I think law student needs needs to do, needs to know this, uh, because this because we are the stakeholders of 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 this common bar cost mm-hmm. idea. Uh, the idea behind common bar cost is that we would have a complementary or an addition in our CLP, which we have to go for like a seminar or a class on weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from our CLP, it means that you have to do both, whether you are you are law graduates from, from UK or from even from mm-hmm. Asia. So, in your, in your opinion, do you think CLP is enough? Or do you think CLP needs more to it? Um, for me, CLP is... I think to prepare you to be a lawyer, CLP is sufficient enough. So, uh, but, but I do... This is just my um, my my, my mm. personal view. Uh, all law school in Malaysia should uh, put CLP as a standard in their syllabus. Not only USIM, just because USIM is yet to be recognized, then PQB or Bar Council force us to take CLP as a standard. But all law schools all law schools must follow CLP as a standard. That is my uh, personal opinion. Why? Because um, to be a lawyer, I think CLP is sufficient enough because it taught you how to look into the problem or law or, or, or legal issue in different view, different from what you have learned from the law school. So uh, entry level for me is sufficient. Okay, but uh, yeah, to replace CLP with um, um, common bar course, uh, I believe common bar course will um, adopt few other um, technical approach in, in, in terms of practicality mm-hmm. and in terms of um, uh, the skills, the critical skills required by the lawyer. Right for because um, honestly, before I was called to the bar, um, I how to say this? Um, I I do um, 
my paralegal with some other champion students from other recognized law school. But to see the the standard, I can say that um, it's just similar as UCM students. There's no different at all. But whenever you take you are taking CLP, you can see the standard is quite different. The way um, other recognized law school uh, were, were thinking, the, the, the critical thinking is a bit different. Okay, the, the way they look into the problem is a bit different. The way they solve the problem with CLP uh, students is different. You can see the difference if you are taking CLP and at the same time, you are local grads. So you can see the difference there. Um, that's why I come up with my personal opinion that uh, CLP standard should not only be um, enforced or be adopted by uh, non-recognized law school, but to all law schools, so that all law schools will have a similar standard, uh, which is CLP standard. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, and then, and then uh, one more thing that I want to say is that um, stop thinking that uh, CLP only for bright students. Back then, I was not even the bright student. I was struggling with my law, um, law school, law study. Uh, yeah, I never got dean list whatsoever. So, do not think that CLP is just only for bright students. Even for the fact that um, first class student pun um, ada yang uh, tak, tak pass CRP and they need to repeat the CRP. So mm -hmm. do not underestimate your um, your achievement or your ability by looking into your pointer during undergraduate. It's totally different. It's all about how you think, how you tackle the issue, your critical thinking into the questions and whatnot. It does not relate at all to your um, uh, uh, brightness or, or your dinlies during undergraduate study, it, nothing at all. I see. That, that's very good to hear because, because I, I'm a <laughs> student. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't plan on, on taking CLP though. But it's very useful for us, you know, because most of law students in UCM always felt that I'm never good enough mm. for CLP. I think by hearing uh, the insight of CLP from you today, uh, even for other law graduates in Indonesia, will help them uh, in, in, you know, boosting their morale for, for taking CLP in yeah. the future. So... I say that uh, CLP is for all. It's not for certain students or certain uh, level of student, no. CLP is for all. For those who want to take it, that is for you. <laughs> for those who doesn't want to take it, that is not for you. I put it that way. That's mm. very true. I, I agree with you fully. So, um, I think I think that's it. Uh, I'm I'm really really thank you for joining okay. us today. Uh, to give you to give mm -hmm. us the insight of CLP. What's it? What is CLP? The tips of passing CLP and, and your journey to CLP. I think that was very inspiring. Um, thank you so much. For right. Thank you for today. inviting me as well. We hope to see you next time, maybe in other series. Of yeah, I, I will be delighted for that. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Thank you, Poem. So yeah, see you next time. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gavelcast. 
This podcast has been brought to you by AUSA Malaysia and AUSA University Science Islam Malaysia. If you love the Gablecast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on any podcast platforms. For more info about AUSA Malaysia, do check us out at ausamalaysia.com and don't forget to catch our next episode. Hey.